welcome to another edition of In the Weeds with Anne. This week I'm really thrilled to be talking to Vicky Leadham, the wonderful and enthusiastic co-curator and gallery manager at the Hannah Peshaw Sculpture Garden. Created over 35 years ago in Ockley, Surrey, this was the first garden of its kind in the UK. It seemed appropriate to talk outside, as that's where the sculptures are. The garden is basically their gallery. But this did mean dealing with aeroplane noise, mowers, electric saws, uh, I think you'll hear what I mean. Still, proof positive that we genuinely were outdoors. So today I'm in the Hannah Peshaw Sculpture Garden uh, with Vicky Leadham. Hello Hello. Vicky. And Vicky is the co-curator and gallery manager of the garden, uh, which sits in a small woodland valley um, on the edge of the village of Ockley in yes. Surrey. Yep. And, just... and we're quite near the Surrey Hills here. Yep. So we're we're in the valley of the Surrey Hills, okay. basically. So when you look at a Surrey Hills diagram, a map online, and there's like a little blip at the bottom, and we're in the little blip. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the quite block. frankly, yeah. I don't think I've used that word before. <laughs> no, it's in a geographical <laughs> yeah, term. Yeah, we'll it needs to be. And uh, we're actually sitting outside in the garden itself, which is just amazing. And it's a beautiful day, and surrounded by trees, very mature trees, and birdsong, and just immersed in green everywhere. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. You do sort of, you get kind of a green blindness after a while. (laughs) When another colours appear, you sort of think, oh gosh, that's bright. (laughs) (laughs) But it is predominantly a green garden, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. green woodland garden by and large, I guess. Absolutely, and all the mosses. um, I mean, even even the ponds are green at the moment. They've got a wonderful thick covering of duckweed, which is just, a lot of people try and get rid of it, but it's beautiful you know you get all the wonderful shadows on it and it's so dramatic so yeah yeah, literally everywhere you look it's green it's green (laughs) absolutely and there's the sound of water too in the garden I know some of it is the rustling of leaves but as I came through the garden I was aware there's water around oh yes yeah some of the some of the sculptures themselves are are sort of water-based um so they make beautiful noises and we have a large stream that runs through the middle of the garden um, which actually runs off the Surrey Hills, so okay. we, are, we are connected. <laughs> you are. Um, and uh, yeah, at the moment it's somewhat of a trickle, but uh, the, we have a big weir and, and a little bit of rain, and that's roaring away, and that's wonderful. Yes. And you can you can hear that from most of the garden really as well. Really golly, yeah. Um, it, you, you say the stream comes off the hills. Is it which river is it? A con- is it connected so to? So it runs off Leaf Hill, yeah, um, and eventually it connects with the River Arran. Um, so yes, it goes a long way. <laughs> very good, very good. And then it's uh, there's insects and bird song. Oh around, yeah, I've just watched a butterfly, fabulous. massive orange butterfly, fly behind your head then, which was rather lovely. Uh, so it's a total experience. Not to mention Dorian, the cat, who's oh, having the most, who is showing off now. Fabulous time in the uh, is that an Adirondack chair or something? Oh yeah, it's just nice gorgeous. Steam lounger. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, Dorian Gray, the grey cat. Um, but in a, in a, amongst all of this, we've got the contemporary sculptures, oh, yes. which uh, make the sculpture garden, I mm. suppose. That's it. So um, it's an amazing place for you to be working, no doubt. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's different, which yeah. is 
quite extraordinary. And I, I have been here on and off for the last 10 years. Right. Um, and I still see something new every day yeah. that will make me stop and look. And I don't think many people have that no they certainly don't on their commute <laughs> up to central london uh, no. that's for sure <laughs> absolutely so just briefly we'll talk about the garden so it's yeah. it's op- it opens to visitors yes yeah. yes so we um we open for seven months a year mm. um from the beginning of april till the end of october so the best months of the year um and we open four days a week, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for mm-hmm. anyone to come along. And mm-hmm. then we have lovely groups that come earlier in the week as well. And we have schools and clubs, um, and we do little events and things as well. So it's always something going on yeah. throughout the season. And it's basically all outdoors, isn't it? Oh, the yes. whole thing. The oh, yes. <laughs> My, the, the little gallery reception is the only indoor space. Yeah. Um, and even that, you know, there's not many walls in there. So when I get submissions from artists with paintings, I'm like, mm, you haven't looked at the, the name there, guys. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, no, the clue is there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Unless I can hang it from a tree, it's not that I can do. Um, so, yeah, so we are, we are a sculpture garden. Exactly, and, yeah. And, and the garden is the gallery in a way, absolutely, I suppose, isn't yes. it? You know, and and what, is, what makes us a little bit different from a lot of other sculpture gardens is the fact that the garden itself is so unusual and as important as the sculptures you know when when we're curating the exhibition it's not just a case of oh it'll fit in that gap we'll just pop it in there yeah you know everything is really really considered of where it's going because it's important to have that harmony and that relationship and by doing that you're elevating both yes you know it's a really annoying word to use because it's like a business buzzword but um synergy is is how we sort of describe things so, right so yeah okay in so explain synergy so what do synergy you mean by that? synergy is the is something that's bigger than the sum of its parts yeah so when we have a beautiful sculpture yeah and a lovely spot of the garden and we put them together and it's some it suddenly is 10 times better than they were right apart. right you know it just it makes both of them 10 times better right how interesting which and it is it is really interesting when we move pieces around because we do yes and suddenly you see different things yeah. and you see different colors or different textures or right. you're suddenly aware of the form in a very very different way and and it's really surprising how just being in a natural setting does that whereas you know in a, in a beautiful white sterile gallery yeah you don't get that quite so no, much no you don't and i suppose then you're just concentrating on the piece itself yeah, the yeah, painting or the whatever it is but here i guess there's an interaction that you're massively saying and, and it's and it's trying to that's exactly it and oh. it's trying to kind of make our visitors and our clients look deeper right appreciating something from a distance but also because of the surroundings, it makes you look closer and it makes you appreciate what else is going around. Yes. Um, which, is, which is quite exciting, yes. really. Yes. And, and quite, quite a, a wonderful thing to be able to encourage. And do people, people to respond do. to that? I mean, do they... Because I, a lot of people, perhaps art, art people will, or creative people, will be aware of what you're trying to achieve mm. with that. But there'll be a lot of just regular people, you know, oh, yeah, coming in who've never, not no, particularly it's interested just, in it's that. Just, nice. just an outing. But that's but fine. do they respond to that? Do you find that they actually get it once they've been here? I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate because every day when we have visitors come and I always ask them if they've enjoyed their visit and I'd say like 99% of them say they have yeah. and, and the comments we get 
there quite often there'll be people that have been dragged along by their spouse <laughs> and you could see them looking a bit sort of like grim oh here we go it's a boring afternoon and they come back and they're like I, I you know I didn't know I was going to enjoy it that much yeah. I didn't you know I'm not really an art person but yeah. I've really enjoyed seeing it here things like that I think Ooh. because it's because it's outdoors and it's nature and it's all quite relaxed and chilled out there's no pretension about it so you don't have to be an arty farty person to come here you can just come and enjoy the garden and see some beautiful sculpture and and there's no there's no pressure yeah yeah you don't have to you don't have to it's not all those graces (laughs) (laughs) and if you think it's rubbish that's fine you don't have to exude about things no no i don't want any waffly waffly nonsense just say if you like it yeah i mean it's quite good fun (laughs) oh yeah no great that's fantastic and i mean even just sitting here talking to you we're outside the summer house i think it's here which is um a building in the grounds of the garden and i think you can sort of i describe it as like a hansel and gretel cottage that's what it looks like yeah all covered in moss the roof wood and uh yeah leaded windows yeah fabulous and a lovely decking area um, yeah, the, and the moss on the roof, I hadn't really taken that in. Quite <laughs> right, that's extraordinary. Um, but just even just sitting here without even walking around the garden, it's things like that dappled light that's mm. playing all mm. the time because of the leaves of the trees, isn't it? Yes, and the, yeah. And that is, that's another thing that adds an extra dimension right. to the sculpture as well. Yeah. You know, it's that constantly changing light and the movement and the constantly changing backdrop to everything yeah and um and you know we're very fortunate that we have visitors that come several times a year to come and see us and because the garden changes so dramatically um it makes the sculptures feel quite different as well yes but there are some sculptures in particular that when it's when it is a slightly breezy day and you've got the sort of the dappled shade it looks like they're breathing (laughs) it's quite extraordinary we'll come on to that goodness yeah we'll have a look at the sculptures (laughs) later later on and the sculptures themselves just before we sort of look at them in more detail later they're essentially all contemporary aren't they they're all yes Mm -hmm. so all the artists that we have on display um are still alive um and still making work right um so yeah so they're all contemporary artists yeah and you, these are all for sale as well, is that true? Pretty much, okay. yeah. So for the most part, they're all for sale. Yeah. Um, some of them are examples of commissions mm-hmm. that, um, that people can have. So for example, right behind us, where we're sitting, is um, one of our biggest installations, um, which is by a Dutch chap. And it is 5,000 bicycle bells gently undulating through the woodland, like some sort of... I think it looks like a deep sea creature just oh. sort of snaking its way through. I can sort of imagine it just creeping along when I'm not looking at it. Um, and so that is here. Yes. So people could have their own version of it, basically, creeping through their woodland. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> go home and get those bicycle exactly. bells off. A bit of ins- inspiration. <laughs> Lots of people in Covent Garden looking across. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, they're very evenly spaced. and um, uh, Yeah, it took him several days. <laughs> placed carefully, obviously, but that silver, shiny look... As it, um, it's not actually moving, but you're right. No, it does, it look, does, as it if does it look like a sort of creepy. <laughs> it does quite, look, especially clever. with the shadows on it too. And, you know, to me as well, they've got a slight look of fungi. Oh, yeah. That yeah. kind of, that shape, that rounded. So I took a beautiful anyway. photo last year of a mushroom growing underneath them. And oh. it was a very similar shape to them as well. Oh. And it was, because we always, 
like with the ro the moss on the roof here yes. we don't meddle with nature too much so it's all organic we don't we don't use any pesticides or any of that nonsense um and the garden wants to take back what we've put in it so it wants to take back the buildings it wants to take back the sculptures and we we don't let it take the sculptures back for the most part um, <laughs> but, <laughs> obviously but some of the pieces that have been here for a while so ones that artists have sort of donated to us or the ones that are commissions that are permanently here we have let nature kind of take them back a little bit yeah um, so that some of them will have moss growing up them um the bicycle bells one so in the spring it had loads of white wooden enemies growing through oh, it and from a distance it looked like the sun was catching it and they were like light flares across it and then it was only when you got closer that you realised it was all these little white flowers peeking right. through. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yes. So yeah, we don't we don't meddle with nature here. We let nature do what it wants to a certain extent. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, your own background? Uh oh where to begin? Um so I actually grew up about two miles from the sculpture garden. And I first came here when I was about five with my infant school, um, which was two miles in the opposite direction. <laughs> and as with all school trips, it rained. I can remember that much. And I, I don't remember any of the sculpture, but I remember the garden. And I remember thinking that it was something really special and mm. really magical. Mm. Um, and anyway, I completely forgot that this place existed and I went and I've always been arty you mm. know I've always been drawing and that kind of thing yeah and um and I went went off to art school and bearing in mind I'd forgotten this place existed mm. one of our projects that we had to do was to curate an imaginary exhibition so we had to f find a space that mm. we wanted to rent mm. and pick whatever we wanted to go in this exhibition um so you know my friends picked various gallery spaces in london and that kind of thing you 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 were training in yes. london were you? Uh, no so i wasn't actually so i was actually um at the art school in farnham oh yes yeah so not terribly far away and no. actually where i live now which is oh. very nice um and yeah so all my friends had picked spaces in london and that kind of thing well, i think one of them had even proposed to do something in the tate modern as you do um <laughs> ever the optimist yeah. and um <laughs> i think i big. for some strange reason decided to pick this lake that was behind where my parents lived and I picked all these outdoor sculptures and land installations goodness and you know photoshopped them all in to this photograph of this lake that I took and uh, and I was really proud of this I thought this was an amazing idea and um and I handed it in and I failed that module and when I got my job here I really really wanted to write to my tutor and be like Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look what I've yes. done now. See, so that was quite funny. Yes. Um, and then I did a degree down at Chichester mm -hmm. um, because it had really good connections to the Cass Foundation, the sculpture park uh, down there at Goodwood. Is that Goodwood? Yes. Yeah, which is fabulous. Uh huh. Um, and so I did a degree down there, specialised in sculpture. I was. Yes. Were you okay in in making it? Or? Yes. Oh, yes. So okay. it was a fine art course, and it was wonderful because you could choose, you could experiment in whatever mediums you like but I've always been a tactile person uh -huh. I've always liked making things rather than painting things and drawing things I just love doing stuff with my hands yeah um so I did metalwork 
that was quite fun. I took great pride in the fact that I'm quite petite and quite girly. Yes. And there I am walking around in this big leather overalls and this big welding mask. Like, yeah. <laughs> Man. So that was quite fun. Hauling a life-size version of me made out of steel just around the studio space. Yeah. Um, and then I fell out with my tutor, as you do. So yeah. then I did textiles. Heavens. <laughs> right. So, so that, was, that was my sort of arty education as it were yeah how did um, it feel going on to textiles from the sculpture was well i work all right for you or not i'd actually done so when i was doing my gcse's i did i did fine art gcse and then i did a textiles gcse mm. as well so i've always liked textiles and again it's that tactileness it's it's being able to hold stuff and manipulate stuff and you're doing something 3d so it's sort yeah. of it felt natural really and and I liked the tutor so yes. that was good <laughs> always helps um, and uh yeah and then I got to the end of my degree and I realized I didn't I didn't want to be an artist uh-huh. that wasn't my aim right. um I didn't want to be having to make work yes for, for the sake of it you know I'd been doing that through my degree and being forced to sort of churn it out and yes. that kind of thing but I thought oh I'd better I'd better get some work experience relevant and my dad said oh, why don't you write to that nice lady that runs the sculpture garden just down the road? And I went, what? There's a sculpture garden down the road? <laughs> and I couldn't believe that I had gone through four years of further education doing sculpture and my father had failed to mention the sculpture garden again. It's, but, I mean, it's quite a sort of secretive place oh, in a yeah. way. It doesn't yeah. sort of um, shout about itself, does no, it? No, we are it's very much a, a friend of mine used to work for Surrey Life and he started the hashtag Secret Surrey oh. after coming here. He was uh-huh. like, no, we need to start this are. one. Yes. And I think it does, it is a little, it is hidden, hidden away. Gem. We are hidden away. You are, And yeah. that's part of the fun, I think. It is, it is. Because you go down the lane coming from Ockley or on the edge of the village here, aren't you? Mm. And you go down the lane, Standon Lane, is it? Yes. And you just keep going on and on and on and you almost think, ah, oh, I've gone wrong. Find this. Yeah, <laughs> I've gone in so many ways. I've gone wrong, um, but yeah, to find it eventually and turn in, it's and then this place uh, sort of unfolds before you. It's just wonderful. So you came and did your. Oh yeah. So I so I I wrote to Hannah, and um, she then phoned me. I'll never forget it. It was a Saturday. I was still at uni, and she phoned me and said, "Oh, you've sent me a very nice letter." Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So I duly did. And then she cut me off mid-sentence and said, no, 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 I'm far too busy. You'll have to phone me back. And just hung up on me. (laughs) And I thought, oh. (laughs) That's that. (laughs) This is scary. Okay. So then I just wrote, I wrote her another letter. Mm. And then she invited me over for a chat. And it so happened that her assistant was leaving at the oh, time. Mm-hmm. And this was the days before there was online job mm-hmm. sites. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they hadn't found anyone. So, we, so I had a little chat with her and her previous assistant. And then they sent me off out for a little walk in the garden. They told me to come back in half an hour or something. And because I couldn't remember how big the garden was, <laughs> I spent half an hour looking at three sculptures. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to whiz around the whole thing yes. and get back early. Yeah, yeah. That was a mistake. Um, so, yeah, and then she, I went back and she offered me the job on the spot. Wow. Fantastic. Which was quite extraordinary. So having gone from being this person that my tutors didn't think took my degree seriously, um, I don't think any of them could see me working in the art world, to suddenly then emailing them all and being like, ha-ha, I've got a really good gallery job now. 
fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> great. And especially since you obviously were drawn to that yourself, almost yeah. unknowing from That's the stuff that you submitted. That's what is extraordinary, is yeah. that it's, I am a firm believer of fate. I think I have to be after how I've got my job here. Yes. I think yeah. I definitely think it was meant to yeah. be. So how long have you been here now, did you just say? Sorry, about 10 years, um, you said just on over and off. 10 years, <laughs> okay. which is quite a long time. Yeah. So I've, I've left and done other things. Yes. Um, I, left to, I left to run a country pub over the summer that was the Olympics and the Jubilee. Right. That was... Hectic. Oh, <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> summer of my life. That was awful. Um, and then came back. And then, because Hannah had replaced me... I helped her over the winter and then that summer I didn't have a job here so I went and helped a friend of mine set up a gallery in London oh. So, because I, I always knew that I should do the London scene yes you know I don't think I don't think you can be part of the art world and not have experience of it yeah um, and it was it was a great experience yeah. but it made me realise what a massive country bumpkin I am oh, well yeah <laughs> you know I need I need greenery and fresh yeah. air yeah so the garden calls to it you did. as well. It did. It called me back. And, yeah. and I've, I've helped other little galleries where I live yes. um, in Farnham. There's a gallery there that I love that I still do things with. But right. this is... Yeah, this yeah, is where you're this is where working I am. now. Yeah. Very much. So that's um, amazing. So could, could you just tell us a little bit then about the actual history of the garden? We know that it's... Um, and how that... It, how oh, it sort of, of came into existence. I mean, that's a wonderful story as well. Um, so Hannah, Hannah Pashar and her, wi- her wife, her husband, Anthony, yeah. um, they bought the property 40-something years ago. Uh-huh. Um, Anthony Paul is a world-renowned landscape designer. Yeah. I mean, he's quite extraordinary. He has clients all over the world. He lectures about landscape design all over the world uh-huh. as well. Um, and him and Hannah were living in London, and they were looking for a spot of greenery that they could call their own, that Anthony could landscape for them. Because okay. he'd spent so long landscaping other people's gardens, it was time that, you know, they did one for them. And he needed a bigger space. And he needed that, a big space, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it went, went quite big from a little postage stamp in, in Richmond to the 10 acres that they have here. Right. Um, and apparently they saw Black and White Cottage advertised in a Sunday paper and came down to look. And the place was completely overgrown. Yeah. used to it was just fallen trees and weeds up to your armpits and, and nettles everywhere and it clearly flooded every spring oh, goodness. um but they could sort of see the potential so so they bought bought the property what had it been before that then was so it, originally it was part of a larger landscape um a larger uh estate uh-huh. and so there is a bigger house um up on the hill above where we are okay um that was actually demolished a few years ago and there's they're real rebuilding a new house there but it was part of an even bigger estate before then so we're on standon lane yeah and just down the road there is standon house i think it is i can't remember but eventually it was essentially part of that and so the house up there is the same era and looks very similar to little black and white cottage down here okay so um so yeah so that's that was all split up turn of last century I think uh-huh. um, and they so once they bought the property and they were kind of 
exploring, as it were. And I imagine I like to imagine them as jungle explorers with like big machetes kind of hacking <laughs> their way through. It. We really <laughs> would. I mean, it's terrifying when the gardener goes on holiday for like three weeks and we're like, oh my goodness, we've got to hack our way through now. Where did I leave um, the car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we had more staff than this <laughs> looking around. Um, so yeah, so they as they were looking through and hunting their way through the garden, they found that there were lots of interesting plants and interesting trees here mm. and through a bit of research um it transpired that it had been originally landscaped in sort of 1915 1920 okay by the chap that was the secretary of the royal horticultural society at the time <laughs> which is really cool so it's always had this sort of really cool horticultural provenance yes um and so anthony's style which is the same through all his gardens, but I think this is the the, the prime showpiece, obviously. Yes. Anthony loves architectural planting. Yes. Um, he uses a limited palette of plants, so he uses big, bold groups of the same plant, um, which just just creates so much drama yes. and so much impact. Yes. Um, and so that was what he introduced here. Yes. Um, and even though he was born in Surrey, he grew up in New Zealand. So there's a lot of influences from the Southern Hemisphere. Right. Um, so people often say, and I say it as well, it doesn't feel like you're in Surrey anymore no. when you're walking around the garden because everything is so big and green and lush yes. and you're walking underneath these enormous plants. Yes. Um, and so they're plants like I know when we came in I could see a huge gunnera oh yes yes uh, which are I mean you, they're like an umbrella over the gunnera we have they? here the gunnera manicata are just extraordinary yeah I mean they're they always get very wide but this year because of the weather they've gone really tall as well which yes. is quite cool yeah um yeah we've got sort of various different species of petasites um I'm trying to think of other plants. There's I saw a rheum. Yes, um, yeah, absolutely. Huge. Um, we've got gorgeous, huge patch of regertias, which I love. Yes. Because um, they sort of look prehistoric. I sort yeah. of imagine a triceratops or something <laughs> chomping his way through those. Um, so, yeah, so, so the style of the garden here is so unusual and so dramatic, but it's also, it's also quite low maintenance right. in that the plants kind of look after themselves and when we when he introduces new plants if they can't deal with the other plants then it's just tough okay so it's it's that whole not meddling thing yes. and like letting nature do its course yeah. obviously it is very contained so i say that our gardener's job is controlling the wildness um so, so I, he does need that machete. oh my goodness yes i sort of imagine him out there with a whip in the summer just cracking it making sure the plants get back into shape gone off on a math is yeah. in there anyway so yes so the garden is all coming together all looking beautiful and um hannah hannah is is not an artist has never made any of her own work oh, um, i imagine she was a yeah sculptor. no everyone everyone does think that and understandably so yes. i mean why wouldn't you yeah but she actually started her professional life as a political journalist right. <laughs> which is sort of total opposite to doing yes. this yes um and she is she's from holland she's a dutch lady uh-huh. um and purely by chance, she went to visit a friend of hers who was curating an exhibition of contemporary ceramics mm-hmm. um, in a, sort of a barn-type building. Mm. And the maker bought so much work with him that it literally didn't all fit. So they just sort of popped a bit outside because they had nowhere else to put it um, and assumed that no one would pay any attention to it because it just wasn't the done thing so this is this is sort of the early 1980s Mm. um obviously you had artists like henry moore and barbara hepworth doing big beautiful pieces for outside yes 
but it wasn't it wasn't particularly accessible for more everyday people yeah um and it wasn't they weren't experimenting in different materials it was very traditional mm. stone bronze that was about it yes so to have this very contemporary piece of ceramic outside just captured Hannah's imagination oh. immediately and she saw the way the light and the shadows were dancing on the surface yes. um, and the contrast with the nature around it and it was like a light bulb and wow. she just knew she just knew what they should do with their garden goodness so she must have had an interest in oh, gardening absolutely. and art yeah. and everything so then, she, even though she, that wasn't her No, career. very much so. So yeah. she, she grew up in the countryside in Holland, as far as I remember. Yeah. Um, so she always had a, a love of nature. And she did love art, um, and in particular sculpture. And she used to get terribly annoyed, as I'm sure we all have, when you go to a gallery and you get told off for wanting to touch things. Or even standing <laughs> too close. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. so she went to some London art schools and basically asked if anyone was up for a challenge. Oh. Um, and thankfully, some of them were. Right. So the very first exhibition was 36 years ago. Goodness. Um, with about 20 or so pieces. And, you know, it was a huge gamble yeah. to take of how, how it was actually going to be um, sort of received because it was so unknown. Um, but this relationship with art and nature was something really, really special and really captured people's imaginations. Yes. Um, and they rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> and, but Hannah, Hannah has always had an incredible eye for right. art um, and her, her curation was impeccable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and it... She's a ferocious lady as well. You know, she, it, when she gets something in her head that she wants to do it, she will do it. Yeah. And I dread to think the struggle she must have had early on, but yes. she persevered. Yeah. Um, and now we have something very, very, very special yeah. and quite unique. So how long after the garden was being established, um, oh, oh, macheted, <laughs> uh, at what point did the sculpture start to arrive? I think it was about five or so years later. So they, the garden was beginning to take yeah, shape yeah, and absolutely. Anthony, they came together to the garden yes, house yes, and he was so. sort of... I suppose largely dealing with the design of it. Very much so. I yeah. mean, she does. She did proudly tell me, on many occasion that she she did lots of the work as well. Yes, um, of course. Which you would. You yeah. would just sort of yeah. sit there with a cup of tea, watching your husband <laughs> hacking all these things down. People do. Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose people do. Uh, knowing her, no, no. Um, okay. So yes. So it sort of that that was about it. But as with any garden. It's never finished. No, you no. know, we're constantly developing things and changing things and, and yeah. redoing areas. Yeah. So yeah. I can hear somebody heading oh, off yes. into the wild yeah. over there now, <laughs> just about to tackle something. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and the, um, this, the plants that he's used. You were talking about the, you know, the the, um, the broadleaf plants, some mm. of these briums and so on. But they. Uh, they're interesting all through the seasons too, aren't they? You know, from the huge buds that oh, form yeah. earlier yeah. on in the spring, early summer, and then they erupt into these amazing forms. That's what gets me every single year, and you think I'd be used to it by now, but the fact that they die back to nothing. There yes. is nothing left of them over the winter, and then by sort of June, July time, these things are enormous. Yeah. You know, metres high, and some of them are metres wide as well. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, the the plants here are are stunning. Yeah. Are sculptures in their own right as yes. well? Some of yes, them. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. So they started adding the sculptures to the garden, and there was a good response. Clearly, mm. the public started to buy or just to visit. Yeah. Or? So I think 
I think in the beginning, Hannah just had it open by appointment uh-huh. um, and for special events. So it would be sort of advertised odd days throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, when was it that I came with my school? Early 90s. Yes. <laughs> Showing my age. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, so she was clearly sort of realising that actually she could make a business from not only selling the art, but people coming on a daily basis yeah. um, to visit. Yeah. Um, and we've just gradually extended the hours and the days that we've been open. Right. Um, and the numbers of sculptures, I'm assuming. Oh, yes. I mean, every year I proudly say that this is the biggest exhibition that we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and because we do change the exhibition, you know, it's not just, it's not the same pieces here all the time. Okay. This year, I think we've had at least 70 new pieces. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Which is hectic. Yeah, very busy. And, and <laughs> a total stressful. of how many altogether? So I think it's, be? I think it's about somewhere between 170 and 180. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little, it sounds weird that I'm being vague about it, but there are a few pieces where it's one piece, but it'll be made of three or four. Yeah. And then there is another that, for example, we have a beautiful big cluster of glass dewdrops on stems, okay. which are stunning, absolutely right. beautiful. You can buy them individually. Yes. But but it works as a big group, and because they're all very similar, it's yes. sort of do I count that as one or sixteen? So <laughs> so that's why I'm being vague with yeah. the numbers. <laughs> and of course, they're being sold. And that as well. <laughs> I sort of count it up and then I'm like, when, when did We've I count this? 10. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think, I think we have about 55 artists with us this year. Okay, and you started, or she started off getting them from some of the London colleges. Mm, mm. And that, is it still the case that she'll go there or that... Um... It's sort of, it's tricky. So, I mean, I've, so I've been curating the exhibition for the last five years um, with her husband yes um because hannah actually retired um five years ago okay um and so funny story with that so she she wanted to retire which is fair enough yeah you know she's late 70s i think she's allowed um (laughs) but bless her she felt like the only way she could retire was if she closed the garden rather than discussing this with anybody she went around telling people and even had an article published in the local newspaper about it and we're like no 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 what are you doing what are you doing and she discussed it with Anthony no this is what I mean literally no one knew until we until we picked up the paper and we're like oh oh so you're doing this are you um so we sort of said Anthony and I leapt in and said how about we take over the gallery? Yes. Okay, because it's too special to close. Yes. Um, but we get that you you don't want to do it anymore. That's fine. So how about we take over the business? Yeah. Um, and then you can just sit and enjoy it and watch what we're doing and without any of the stresses. And yeah. she, oh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so that summer was damage control. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, we're not closing. Yeah. Um. So yes. Yeah, so now I I work in partnership with Anthony. Yes. Um. So we curate the exhibition together because no one knows his garden better than him, quite frankly. Um, So I I have the pleasure of picking most of the artwork, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, And then we curate the exhibition together and then the rest of the year I'm sort of left to my own devices to run the gallery because he's so busy with his own business. Um, But obviously Hannah's hannah's around hannah still lives in the cottage yes um and you know when we all get together every morning and have a cup of tea and 
let her know what's going on and she comes and talks to the visitors and that sort of thing which, yes. is, which is lovely so oh, she's still yes. she's still a part of it even yeah. though she's not she's not involved anymore yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but before before she retired we sort of we sort of moved away to directly approaching people at their degree shows because with making the jump from exhibiting indoors to exhibiting outdoors mm. is is a big one. Mm. And obviously you have to think about how the material's going to last outside, how the sculpture's going to last outside, is it going to collect water and muck and, and all this kind of thing. Yes. Um, and understandably, that's not a part of people's degrees. Yes. So whilst we do, or I do, try and go to shows, I tend to be looking for people I can keep an eye on. Mm. You know, so I'll, I'll make a note and take some pictures and then maybe check check up on them right. once in a while how they're developing and yeah and see if they producing. are if they are developing their work further um then are they developing it to outside and that that kind of thing yes. um, do you discuss that with them do you actually sort of you know will they work if there's if there's someone in particular that i see their work and i'm like yes that is amazing right um and should be outside i mean there's certain materials that you know are going to work outside um like so like high-fired ceramics for example so with ceramic um you either have fire it at a lower temperature which is fine for indoors and all sorts of things mm-hmm. but it won't be frost proof mm-hmm. um whereas if it's fired above um 1200 degrees c then it will be frost proof and weatherproof um and it tends to be sort of stoneware so it's sort of the chunkier stuff right and you just sort of know from from looking at it you can sort of think oh yeah I think I think that's going to be okay yeah. and then I will go and talk to them and be like have you considered like have you ever put this that, that outside have you considered doing more stuff for outside and that's yes. that's that's quite it's really exciting for me to be able to do that as well yes. actually because having accidentally stumbled into my job so early it's important for me to be able to support other young artists yes. um, because it's such a hard world to get into absolutely yeah. you know so if, if I can if we can be the first if we can be the first big show that they've been in outside their degree then that's amazing yes and then it also gives us bragging rights because it means that we can look we can look back yes. and go oh we were one of the first to show them and <laughs> exactly. look how big they are now which <laughs> we, we have the we eye genuinely have done yes I'm quite sure <laughs> that would be interesting to talk about perhaps some names if who so Hannah this is before my time um but there's a, a very famous artist called Nick Fidian Green who does horses' heads made out of lead. Um, and you may not know his name, but you will sure as heck know his work. Um, and Hannah was one of the first places to show him. And now he is globally famous. Fantastic. And creates monumental pieces of sculpture. Wow. Um, there was a chap, oh my goodness, I've forgotten his name, who we were one of his first big shows um, a few years ago. And then last summer he was commissioned to do the big sculpture at the entrance to the Chelsea Flower Show oh, you know and that yeah. was just yeah. amazing yeah. to, to yeah. think oh my goodness we, we had your little pieces that were in, that were in your degree show and yes. now look how far you've come yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's really, really terrific nice. yeah very just exciting just off the top of my head that I can think yeah. of anyway yeah lovely um, so you do it by word of mouth now <laughs> sorry <laughs> we'll have a little break there because the cat is just <laughs> having the best time <laughs> I'm really sorry oh Dorian honestly he's absolutely beautiful isn't he oh 
presumably now then you've built up a network of people that you will go to but how would artists sort of you know do they hear about your garden by word of mouth or oh yeah all sorts of things so yeah so when when we're planning the next year's exhibition we will i will Anthony does as well go to other shows Mm. um and exhibitions and fairs and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so we will find people that way and we Mm. will approach them that way yeah um but also we do get a lot of submissions so people a lot of a lot of artists submit work because they have been suggested by another artist oh you should go and look at Hannah Pichelle yeah um and send them some ideas of work and that kind of thing yeah um and I always welcome submissions takes me a while to get through them all because yes. because our team is so small when yes. I say small me <laughs> <laughs> like I have to do I do everything so I am our bookkeeper yes. and the manager and like everything so if anyone emails me I'm very sorry <laughs> that it will take me a week to reply yes um but you know and there are some artists that have submitted their work to us and it's beautiful and I never would have found it otherwise mm. and and so that's always really exciting mm-hmm. sadly I do get quite a lot where people haven't haven't necessarily read what we do so I get sent beautiful jewellery beautiful paintings that kind of thing and I'm mm. uh, sculpture garden guys yeah. but you know I'm always very nice I'm never going to say oh no. that was silly wasn't it I'm no just... well perhaps they think there's a shop or something you know yeah. it's that they just well, yeah, t- exactly. if you don't visit you don't quite exactly. get the sort yeah. of the whole um which is fine and and so I am I, and I always try and offer if I can think of somewhere else that might be more appropriate, yes. then I will send them the details of that. Um, yeah. Because because I know it is such it's such a hard world to yeah. get your foot into. So I'm never I'm never going to be mean to someone. Yeah. So because yeah. what's the point? No, no point at all. You're quite right. And do you have an artist in residence at all here? Or? We have done. Mm. Um, we didn't have one this year actually. Last year, last year our artist in residence was actually no not last year, year before, our artist in residence was actually our gallery assistant at the time as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always have a gallery assistant over the summer just to give me a hand. Yes. Um, and they tend to be art students, ex-art students. Yeah. Um, and the lovely Anna came here and she happened to be doing a project that was starting to be based around plants and flora. And what better place to come and do some research. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and we just kind of got chatting and in the end she she was here deep in the undergrowth like she'd she'd sort of wiggle her way into the middle of the gunnera plants with all her her sketchbooks and and her pens and everything and she'd be sat immersed in there doing these incredible drawings that were about being trapped in the gunnera um and then she did she did a big painting um which we did hang outside um but we hung it under sort of this big ivy bit that was sticking out so it kind of became part of the garden yeah um so that was brilliant that was really really fun yeah um and then we had we had another one who she made a piece of sculpture that was from one of the branches of one of our trees that needed to be felled and and so she was here for a little while and and made a piece out of that so we do occasionally but it's just again because it's because we're so small and we don't really have facilities yeah so it's one of those things um, where people kind of come and do the start of the project here and then we'll go and finish it in their studio. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to do more. But. Yeah. And you, you know, I know initially when we were talking about the garden, you said that the garden <coughs> is a work of art and becomes um, 
you know, almost part of the sculpture, but equally, like you were saying just then, the sculptures themselves become part of the garden, don't they? Oh, very much so. The, l- the, blur- the lines are blurred yeah. in some yeah. places. And particularly with trees, because you've got mm. lots of multi-stemmed trees, twisted stems. The bark on some of these trees is extraordinary. Oh, yeah. And that plays off very well against some of the sculptures, doesn't it? Absolutely. There's, um, we've got a, a stone carver called Paul, Paul Vanstone, um, which I always think is a marvellous name for a stone carver. He, didn't, he couldn't have been anything else. Um, and we've got these, these stunning green marble pieces that he's done. Um, they're in Iranian... No, Indian rainforest marble, that's it. The rainforest aspect refers to the colour, not that it was dug up from a rainforest. Okay. And, um, and one of these pieces we've put next to a tree that's all twisted and covered in ivy and has ivy all hanging down. And it picks up the veins running through this marble so, so beautifully. And it makes you really look at both. It makes you actually appreciate this tree and you sort of step back and you're like, my gosh, that's like a curtain of plant. How is it doing that? You know, and it's really exciting to be able to exaggerate these things and yes. to draw people's attention to it like like all the beautiful barks which i think people just take for granted when you're walking around it's, unless it's there's true. something kind yeah. of pointing and shouting about yes. it yes yes and <laughs> you you dangle things through the trees as well oh, yeah. don't you i know you talked about well i don't know if the dewdrops are that you talked of are they are they on they're on stems yeah but so there they're are planted. some things hanging on yeah there. definitely we've got um we've got kinetic pieces that are mm. mo- most of our kinetic pieces are hanging, so they're moving sculptures. Mm. Um, and I love kinetic sculpture. Anyway, there's something there's something in our in our in us that you're drawn to movement. Mm. Anyway, um, so if it's a beautiful piece of sculpture mm. that is moving, there is something very enticing about it mm. within um, a, within an environment yeah. that moves as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've got a piece that's hanging from. Um, in, underneath what is a catalpa tree, so it's an Indian bean tree. Yeah. And and it's just it's very very simple. It almost looks like scissors just going back and forth, but it's perfectly counterbalanced. There's no mechanism or anything. Oh. But as it gen- that gently moves and the leaves gently move, and it's just all very mesmerising. Yeah. Very hypnotic. Yes. <laughs> it's a wonder you can get back to the office. I after. do quite like watching people just standing there staring <laughs> up at it for ages. <laughs> And what other materials then would be used? Because it must be glass, I would think. Oh, yeah. And, um... So anything, anything that is weatherproof. Yeah. So when, when we're looking for new sculptures, that is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, is can it be outside yeah. all year? Yeah. Because, because everything is for sale, clients may not want to cover it up, may not have space to bring it inside. You know, they want to be able to enjoy it. Mm. Um, so... All the materials that we have here are suitable for that. So, you've, you know, you've got bronze, stone. Again, you have to be careful with stone, because obviously softer stone does erode eventually. Yes. Um, mild steel, stainless steel, copper, aluminium, um, different types of wood. Again, mostly hardwood, like oak. Mm. Um, we do have some English redwood as well, which is just beautiful. Oh, just gorgeous. Grain is so, so gorgeous. Um, resin. It's quite a fun one. Um, glass, ceramics. Yeah. Trying to think what else. I think that yeah. might be it. And everything must weather to an extent. Yeah, I suppose. of course. Yes. No, of course so. it does. I mean, we we look after everything here. So I have a lovely, lovely lady called Lorraine who um, cleans the sculptures throughout the summer because 
my my view is the artists are trusting us with their work they're yeah. trusting us with a little part of them and so we have to respect that and therefore we should look after it yes and it does make me cross when i go to other sculpture parks sculpture gardens and the work is not looked after yeah. i think it's really really disrespectful to be honest yeah um and also it means that everything is checked so yes. it means if there is any damage, if a bird has flown into it and cracked yes, it, yes. we have very clumsy ducks here. <laughs> <laughs> they have broken things. In you the have past. ducks with names here. Uh, we do. Them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the ducks' names. Oh no, I will. Um, <laughs> and, um, so yeah, and 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 so everything is looked after, and you know, no one's going to buy it if it's covered in bird poo and filthy. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that there are, um, I've seen some benches, mm. which are part Beth sculptures too, are they? Yes, you know, yeah. They're, sort of, they're, sort they're sort of um, architectural benches, Yeah, rippled benches. and, yeah. yes, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous um, wooden things. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Um, what do you like yourself here, well, you know, at the moment? Ooh, <laughs> I was like, I can't have favourites. Everything. Oh, no, I suppose... Sorry, that's very unprofessional. No, no, no. No, it's fine. It's I'll fine. step down. I'll no. step down. <laughs> no, I laugh. <laughs> it's, really, it's really difficult because I also... Everything that's here, I think, is good. Mm. And we wouldn't show it if it wasn't good. You know, if the quality wasn't there, if the skill wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so I, everything I hear, everything that we have on display, I think is great. Yes. But there are just pieces I wouldn't have in my own house that's only you know, your own personal which, exactly, preference I just exactly. wonder what you're, what you're drawn to yourself my you personal favourites are I love wood oh. I love natural wood that is just a material that I am just drawn to constantly wherever you know yeah. even even just a, a beautiful fruit bowl with the way you can see all the wood grain I will go for that yes um, and I love figurative art as well um, art and that, that's always been my taste. Yeah. So, Anthony Gormley was my favourite sculptor when I was tiny. Yeah. I always liked his work. I got to go to his studio a couple of years ago, and oh it was like Disney World. I have never been so excited in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so I was wandering, I'm going ah. <laughs> so so yeah. So that's without <laughs> without having favourites. But it's very difficult for, for me as well be, to pick work here because. I know that artists and in particular there are certain artists in particular that I have such a good relationship with yes um, and you know and we're we're friends and so I love their artwork because course, I know them then. yeah exactly um, yeah. which yeah. yeah I mean there's 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 one artist in particular called Walter Walter Bailey and he's a woodcarver mm -hmm. and he um, he gets lots of great public commissions he's been making work for sort of 40 odd years uh -huh. um, but we have quite a close friendship yes. because in 2013 you may remember there was all those floods around Christmas yes um, and we were flooded here and some of the sculpture was swept away. Oh. Like it was really bad. It was like a, a torrent. Goodness. It came and went within a couple of hours, but it was enough to lift things up. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, one of Walter's pieces got swept away. Oh, um, and so I embarked on a several-month-long project to get this thing back. <laughs> and he kept saying to me, I can just claim it on the insurance. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I, no, it's coming back. And I found it. You set off. I did. I went on this big adventure... The day, the day that after the flood, when we all came in and realised what had happened, oh. 
And, I, and after I'd gone around and done an invent, inventory yeah. and realised it had gone, and I followed the stream, and about a quarter of a mile away, I found this sculpture, um, sort of in a raft of debris in the middle of the stream. Gosh. Um, so then I got some friends down, and Walter, and two of them got in the stream. This is December. <laughs> dear oh dear so, you know we're tough around here yeah. um, and we tried to tie the sculpture up but it was actually like a giant egg a giant carved very intricate um, carved egg yeah. so of course tying it up didn't work because it was round um, how big was this? it was about four foot okay. is that four foot? Yeah. quite heavy oh yeah solid oak yeah. so quite a lump yeah. um, so we sort of got it wedged so it wouldn't go further downstream yeah. and then I went back with my family Again, my poor old parents. Dedication. They are roped into everything. So I got in the stream with a rope attached to me <laughs> that my mum was holding onto, and then my dad was hanging onto a rope that had a builder's sack attached to it, one of those big like gravel bags. Yeah. And so I managed to get this sculpture into this uh, thing. So my mum was hanging onto me because she was really frightened that if you the were going to sc- get swept. Yeah, away. she thought that if the sculpture like got loose, I would jump on it and be riding it down the stream. So she was hanging onto me. <laughs> I wish someone had filmed it, to be yeah. honest. Um, so, we, yeah, so we got it tied. Last scene out at sea. <laughs> I quite like just standing on, yes. just saluting. Um, so, yeah, so we, we got it tied up, and then I found someone with a winch, and we winched it out, and then we had to get a farmer to come with a tractor and pull that, and, yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a process. But we got it back here, and I have never been so proud. And then we sold the sculpture a month later, so... With its story, with the sco- I hope. The story. With the story of with the, the story, rescue. Because I had been taking photos. Oh, so I've great. got this book up in the gallery that has all the photos <laughs> um, of all these various people in the stream trying to rescue this sculpture. Excellent. I bet Walter was well impressed with all that. He was, it? and bless him. I mean, he's not, he's not a man of many words. He's very quiet, very modest. Mm. But he was so touched, and yes. it's made us very close. Yeah. Well, you know, we're yeah. all constantly doing little things yeah. for each other. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. very, very dear to me. Oh, so, lovely. So, Good. Yeah. Very nice indeed. <laughs> um, so who buys these sculptures, Vicky? Oh, you, what the fun thing is, is you can, never, you can never predict. So if someone comes in and they're really shouty and braggy about it you know nine times out of ten it's just a load of rubbish they're just trying to pull one and it's you know well I don't want to pay the admission because I'm going to buy a sculpture why should I pay admission um to which we reply well we will refund you when you buy it we'll take it we'll take it off the price of your sculpture and then there's no arguing with that yes um so it's it's the quiet ones and I always look um at their shoes this is a new approach. Oh no, it's all, it's a weird one. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Go um, ahead, carry on. Like not 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 flashy shoes, but obviously just just nice. It's, Good it's, quality. It's, yeah, it's it's oh, subtle. Here we go. When you can when you can see someone's got a little bit of money, but they're subtle about Excellent. it. Excellent. Um, someone, a, a lovely lovely couple arrived in a very beautiful Ferrari a few weeks ago, <laughs> um, which occasionally happens it's great and I run out of the office and just stand there drooling over it while they're in the garden um, it's not good to lick the cars I'm sure that's <laughs> and they come back early and I'm just like, hugging it oh give me five more minutes um, but I, I knew that it probably wasn't it probably wasn't for them because that's not mm. what they were interested in mm. so we do we I mean we're very lucky we have we have some wonderful collectors on our books mm. um, lots of Anthony's clients buy sculptures through us so Anthony's landscape designs he always includes 
spaces where a piece of art might might work yes. um, because it's something that's very very important to him yes um we have commercial buyers obviously mm. not mm. that many but they do happen um and then there were just the little the little random ones mm. where people have just got a little bit of money and they've just decided to do something nice with it so yes. there was a couple a few years ago they had been left some money by a friend of theirs um who passed away and they didn't they didn't know what to do with it they didn't need something but they wanted to to do something nice to, to, to honour her. Friend, yeah. um, and they came and they bought a piece of sculpture. They bought a water bailey, in fact. Um, just a little one. And um, Not the egg. No, not the egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, they bought a calmer piece than that. Um, but, and it was, it was a figure. It was a little figure of a lady. And they renamed it after their friend. And, it, and, yeah, and so it's, it's... And that, I just love that. Yes. You know, that's really, really sweet. Yeah. So... Yeah, you can never tell. No. Which yeah. is great. Which and is so really what fun. sort of prices do they vary from? Oh, so our lowest price, um, we have some we do have a few two D pieces, not very many because we don't really have much wall space inside. No. But they are a bit over a hundred pounds. Okay. So the work outside starts at about six hundred pounds, mm-hmm. seven hundred pounds. Um, the most expensive piece that we've got this year is about £30,000 mm-hmm. is that one um, the what, most, what, what is that one? Uh, so that is a beautiful figure um, by a chap called Michael Speller um, and it's a bronze on a granite base mm. um, and I just love the texture of his work you can see all the wet clay that he's used to make his figures mm. um, and they always have this very very strong presence, mm. strong but quiet presence, so that's mm. why we've got that piece there Mm-hmm. between the three sort of giant oak trees because it, it just it mirrors that strong silence right. of the trees right um, so the placement is really important oh yeah. isn't it he would not that piece would not look the same in no. sort of a, a less dramatic part of the garden right. but does it take you time i suppose you were saying that anthony knows the garden inside out and as, in, as indeed you must by now i think yeah so as, I've got the, as, as things arrive do you do you sort of so instinctively what, what know i actually do is i once we've closed in october i get in touch with all the artists mm. so we we mostly exhibit the same artists but every year we try and get at least 10 or so new artists that we mm-hmm. haven't shown before mm. um and they will be sent a list of dates for the following year. Mm-hmm. And part of that is will be me asking them to submit their ideas. It doesn't have to be a finished piece. It mm-hmm. could be a piece that they already have, um, or it could be new work that they're working on. But mm. I ask them to submit it by early the following year. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, most people don't meet the deadline. But it's, it's so that I can, we can start working out where things are going to go. So I have yes. this clipboard with photos <laughs> and measurements, <laughs> and we just walk around the garden going... Mm, Oh yes, this yes, that would look nice in that spot. Yes, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a clipboard glued to me in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be efficient. There's one sculpture that uh, I mean, you were, we were talking about this one that you were, the very strong presence that it's very vertical, isn't mm. it? And as you say, now that I see that it's it's mirroring <laughs> these trees, it's perfect. They're absolutely perfect. But I remember seeing one uh, which is uh, a mesh figure. I think it's called. Is it Venus? Yeah. Um, and that's just such yeah. a breathtaking piece of work for me um, because yeah. there is that movement that you were talking about, but it's subtle. Yeah. But the mesh gives it a transparency and um, it changes as the piece moves. 
uh, and it's, at times it's almost invisible. It yes, disappears. Yes, and then it reappears as a solid object. Yeah. It's extraordinary. He, so that's by a chap called David Begbie, who's mm. based in London. Mm. Um, and he is... We are so privileged to be able to show his work. He loves showing with us. Yes. Um, every year he sends us work. But we haven't actually sold one of his pieces for a long time. But he just loves showing here. Yes. Um, his work looks fabulous inside and out. But but I think, and I know I'm biased, but I do think it works best outside. Yeah. Um, it, it has an almost wreathful quality to it. Yeah. Um, and it does disappear into the background sometimes yeah. to the point where we had one a couple of years ago and where we had hung it at certain time at a certain time in the afternoon the sun would hit it just so and i could not see it and wow. several times i had to go to that part of the garden and make sure that it was there because from a distance <laughs> i'm oh my god it's gone and no 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 it's there oh thank god no one's stolen it it's um, gone in that ferrari yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, and I just—they just are so beautiful outside. And he is such a skilled artist. And yes. people often say, "Oh, you know, it must be done over a mould or something." And they're not. They are completely done from a flat piece of mesh oh. that he moulds and manipulates with his hands and with these special tools. Gosh. Um, but it's and it's the tiny little details that he gets, the little dimples in the ribs yes. and the hips. And I love their knees. They all have beautiful knobbly knees as well. <laughs> I didn't check the knees, I don't have another knees. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, fabulous. And that that they're what some of my favourite ones to place outside because they really do come alive yes. when you place them outside. Yes. It's just an extraordinary thing. And is that hanging that one? Is it um, Yeah, they're on yeah. Um, they're on fishing line. Oh. Which so is you that sort of invisibility the... yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and sort of spirits of the garden. Yeah. I describe them yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And the other things that are always very striking um, as you come through the garden are the big heads. Are they oh, resin yeah. by yes. and large? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. There's Jilly Sutton ones. Um, which are all so she carves them from wood, um, various different species, uh, and then she sandblasts them, mm. which makes the grain really, really prominent. Mm. And then she makes molds from them, mm-hmm. which means that they have much better longevity than oh. the original wooden ones. So yeah. she does she does sell the original wooden ones, but they are just for inside because, okay. as you can imagine, sandblasting it immediately makes it very susceptible to sort of the wet and, yeah. and mold and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we. Her work is just so perfect here. Yes. It, because it's all so calm and so tranquil. Yeah. And they just sort of look look a part of the woodland. Yeah. And the, the big one in particular, which is Fallen Deodar, which is a big face, about three foot tall. And we have it nestled under a beech tree in the woodland. Mm. And she just looks like she's asleep there. Mm. And she's been she's grown up with the trees. She looks as part it's of the It's almost like the a woodland. green man in a yeah, way, but yeah. female. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> green woman exactly (laughs) no and and her work just is just so so right for here you know and she's so she's another artist that we've shown for a long long time yeah but it's lovely seeing things that you think oh actually I don't like that things that maybe jar because it makes you like you're saying it makes you look at them in a new way or you're startled by there's a couple of things that are quite brightly coloured I've seen and it doesn't go with everything else here because it's a as we've said it's a very green Ooh, peaceful, fairly monochrome, really fairly mm, monochrome yeah, garden. I mean, yeah. there are flowers and things like that, which are spectacular. Um, but to kind of come across some of these, oh, yes. So I describe those pieces as marmite pieces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, um, I'm sure you can imagine why. Yeah. Um, 
but it's it's you know art art is so subjective yes. and and yes we have lots of pieces here that are just beautiful and everyone loves them they're kind of crowd pleasers but it's really important to have pieces that p- spark conversation absolutely yeah you very know. challenging almost yeah aren't they? And, and it's you... just great and it's great when so when we have groups and things I never give people a guide each. I always make people share because part of that is to make people talk as yes. they're going round yes. and and to and so if they're disagreeing then that's fine. Yes. <laughs> you know, we just want to spark that that sort of discussion and yeah. and well why don't you like it? What mm. what is it that makes you sort of mm. it make you feel uncomfortable or jarred mm. or whatever and it's good for us because sometimes we be you can get lost in your own mind thinking about things but if you actually have to put it into words um yeah. it's a whole different <laughs> thing isn't it yeah. you've actually got to find a way of describing it or uh thinking about your own uh, your own feelings and somehow trying to share that with somebody else yeah very, that's a very clever way of doing it <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant um famous visitors oh so um morgan freeman bought some sculptures oh that was cool i mean i say that was cool i wasn't i wasn't here then uh so i didn't get to meet him which is very sad uh but yeah so that was that was exciting when i was going through our contacts book to write the private view invitations and i was like morgan freeman that's not the morgan freeman is it (laughs) hannah went oh yeah oh okay um (laughs) so that's pretty cool yeah um who else Ringo Starr, because of course he used to live down the road. He used to live in Cranley. Um, Doesn't anymore. No. But um, Hannah did a charity event here, again, before I was here. um, And he opened that. Uh, Prince Charles has been here. Uh Landed in the field next door in a helicopter. Um, Got some quite funny photos of that. Hannah managed to make him sit in a chair that was a big ceramic throne. (laughs) She's apparently, she she said to, she said to his aide or whatever, oh, you know, it'd be great if he sat in that. And she was like, no, you can't ask him to do that. You cannot ask, like, the heir to the throne to sit in a throne. And Hannah was like, well, I think you'll find I can. (laughs) And she did. Fine woman. So, um, yeah. So that was that was quite funny. Yeah. That was quite funny. Um, You're selling those pictures for how much? <laughs> I need to get them out. Actually, one of the pictures did end up in Hello magazine oh, did it? Oh, back in the nineties. Yeah, so. so good. Oh, not really. Marvelous uh, stuff. That's brilliant. Um, and just very briefly, mm. I just want to go back to those ducks for a minute. Oh, of course. And the names. And I, I can literally the, hear them quacking the names as well. Of the ducks. Um, so we have well, we have a family of geese who are Gilbert and Georgina. Um, and, Very good. And the three gooseketeers are their children. <laughs> um, and then the ducks. The ducks are fairly boring standard duck names like Jemima. Yeah. Um, and well, they'll and that answer to that, thing. won't yeah. they? So you're, you're onto a winner. But they're all very. The, it's so cute because all the animals here know how lucky they've got it, um, and so they're all quite tame. Yeah. They're not, I mean, they're not tame. They are still wild birds, but you can get fairly close to them. And I have chats with the ducks all the time as I'm walking to and, to and fro to the office and they'll be standing there and I'll just quack at them and they'll quack back and I'll think, I hope no one's seeing this. Um, I didn't know I'd sp- I learned to speak duck. <laughs> there we are. Marvelous. And what other animals do you have coming into the garden? Do you have trouble with any of them? No. Deer? No touch wood. Rabbits? So we do, we do have deer occasionally. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
there was an artist I was showing around in the spring who'd come down from London and I was just casually showing him the spot where we were going to place his sculpture and then this deer just appeared and walked past us and he was he was just dumbfounded it was amazing I was like oh yes this is a deer um, it was meant to be it's got to be in this magical yeah place. he was very yeah. he was like Good. definitely making yeah. the right choice showing yeah. it um, we have we have buzzards that nest in the trees um, so when they're when they're young have hatched they will be calling to each other and they would literally just be above the treetops that is extraordinary and that yes. gets me every time yes uh, we have a very tame heron who just hangs out um <laughs> just casually uh we have a very intrepid moorhen who every year likes to make her sculpture uh, her nest in a different sculpture that we have in a pond very good um she has impeccable taste i think she's been watching too much location 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 um because yeah that's always a slightly weird email to to send someone um so i have been looking after your sculpture i promise but i'm afraid there's now a moorhen that has made her nest in it so i can't clean it for a while (laughs) okay so lovely yeah yeah and that adds again so much to the garden the whole thing of the water as well the reflections the sound of it yeah it's it's yeah terrific um and just sort of to finish off with the uh as well as all this, I was going to actually ask you, what's your job like day to day? What do you? But I'm not going there because, frankly, <laughs> I think this sums it I'd all be, up. Quite I'd be well. unconscious <laughs> if we started all that. I don't know how you do it. Um, but it's not just that. You have other events going on here, don't you? Oh um, yes. Could you just say a little bit about that? So. One thing that's well, one of the many things that's very important to me. I have. I'm one of these people that has her fingers in too many bowls, um, too many pies, too many bowls. Bo- um, um, bowls of pies. <laughs> who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Um, but one thing that is very important to me is to support other local businesses and other local artists or local people who are doing something really special and working really hard to do it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so over the last couple of years, I, we've organised um, supper clubs in the garden. So a very dear friend of mine called Christian and his lovely partner Becky, they run this awesome company called The Salt Box where they do um, all sorts of pop-up events. Right. Um, they do all sorts of other things now as well, but they, they do these pop-up dinner parties. Mm. And so our first one was last year um, and it was like a, a tour around the garden. So you had drinks and canapes in a couple of different spots in the sculpture garden and then the main course and the dinner so good the main course (laughs) and the dinner was under the tree on our main lawn um, surrounded by sculptures and all these beautiful plants and And you were lucky with the weather last year the weather was stunning it was the most it was the most gorgeous evening yeah i it didn't feel real yeah felt like we were in a film or something it was so perfect yeah we did it again this year and it was a bit colder it didn't rain. We did have a contingency plan because we thought it was going to. Yes. So doing doing things like that is really important to me. Yes. Um, last week we actually had a yoga and um, arts workshop, um, which again was with a friend of mine um, called Ellie who runs wonderful business called Surrey Art School mm-hmm. um, where she does all sorts of workshops and she gets lots of other arts teachers and crafts teachers to come in and do these wonderful workshops and right. it's also about mindfulness and wellness yes um, and so we had an afternoon of yoga on the lawn surrounded by sculptures and then afternoon tea was here up in the summer house in the woodland um, and then we did an art workshop 
um, in a different part of the garden as well. Gosh, so we did a mono printing. It, oh. Was, oh, it was dreamy. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm very lucky because I organise all the events that I would go to anyway. <laughs> like I would pay to go to these events that I'm organising. Yeah, um, but very it's, clever. That's it's proper just, curational. <laughs> it's just, it's just really important to me yeah. to create these networks yes. um, and to to support other businesses in your area because. Yes. It is really hard to compete with people, and it's really hard to compete with London. Yes. Um, so if we, there are so many talented, amazing people down here in Surrey, and, and if we can, if we can shed them how it's done, um, and do lots of fun things, then it makes yeah. me very, very happy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you've made uh, me very happy Yay! today, Vicky. Thank you so much. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting us come to talk to you and um, sharing so much of your knowledge and your passion. Your oh amazing passion for the garden thank you so much it's, it's been absolutely fantastic it's been a pleasure i hope i haven't waffled too much <laughs> not at all <laughs> well that was such an extraordinary place to visit peaceful tranquil and yet full of energy and so wonderful to experience sculpture plants and the environment in this way for more information about the Hannah Peshar Sculpture Garden, visit their website at hannahpeshasculpture.com where you'll find contact details and lots of information about the garden, the artists, the sculptures, visiting times and upcoming events. You can see a video tour of the garden too. You can also follow them on Instagram at hannahpeshasculpt H-A-N-N-A-H P-E-S-C-H-A-R-S-C-U-L-P-T or alternatively on their Twitter account Hannah underscore Peshar and check out the fabulous Surrey Art School too find them at surreyartschool.com and you can also follow me as I continue my regular podcasting pursuits on Instagram at In The Weeds With Anne thanks very much for listening see you next time In The Weeds Thank you.